Write down everything I feel like What I don't really ever wanna feel like Anything at all Anything at all You call me when you're sipping You only came for weekends I hope I was wrong I hope I was wrong And what they say about me Maybe too true this time Hey Kylie, what's up? Hey Jen, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm chilling in my basement. Yeah. What are you up to? I'm uh, I'm chilling in my Airbnb right now. Your yeah. Airbnb like looks really nice. It is actually really nice. Do you want to give your update first or your update? No, no. You go. You go. I haven't even thought about it. You need to go first. <laughs> um, trying to think. So last week I told everyone about the conversation the hockey player and I had. Yes. Uh, any any update on that, Kylie? I haven't even heard any updates on this, so let's hear it. You know what? Honestly, there's no substantial updates. Okay. There is only just I have still been seeing him. So my cousin visited last weekend. Right. My cousin met him. I don't know if people are going to find this interesting, but I found this kind of interesting. So she said to me, you guys were a little bit too much PDA. Yeah, you told me that. Which is kind of like, okay, we were at his friend's house, so it was kind of like, whatever, who cares? And then when we were at dinner, we were sitting across the table from each other, but he scooted his chair around the table, and so there was like on one side and one person on the other, so he could sit (laughs) next to me. Yeah. I didn't really think about it. I was kind of like, oh, like, whatever, that's sweet. She was like, that was obnoxious. Oh, no. See, cousins keep it real. Yes. The thing is, is that told you this, and I've come to realize in my previous relationship, and you know my ex, there was almost no physical affection. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. Even like and in private or just in public? Not really. No, but not in public either. There were times where I would kind of try to like, hold his hand or something yeah reach for it and he would jerk his hand away like I had what yeah Uh uh-huh so you guys didn't hold hands or anything in public mm -mm, no and he didn't do this to hurt my feelings purposely by any means he just did this all unconsciously and so we were talking and then after he scooted his chair next to me the first thing that came out of my mouth was physical touch is your love language isn't it yeah (laughs) and he was like yeah that's one of them So what's interesting is we talked about, I don't know if people are familiar with the love languages. Oh yeah. Get familiar guys. If you're not, it's life-changing. Five main love languages. There's quality time, acts of service, physical touch, gifts, and words of affirmation. Those are the Mm -hmm. five. What's interesting is, so my top two love languages are quality time and acts of service. So quality time pretty self-explanatory, right? Spending quality time with someone, which may not be a lot of time, but you know, they're not on their phone. They're paying attention to you. They're listening to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's you two together. Mm -hmm. Acts of service is they do little favors for you. They do the dishes or they pick up some food without asking you asking them or, you know, little things like that. Words of affirmation, you know, you are complimenting them you know, telling them how you feel, things like that, how they make you feel good, how you feel good about them, blah, blah, blah. Physical touch, obviously, touching. Yes. And then gifts is giving or receiving gifts, which is pretty low on most of my friends, I feel like, but I give a lot of (laughs) gifts. Yeah, yeah. Then I went over to his place, 
Sunday and I didn't leave till Tuesday evening. So I spent- Yeah, you told me that. Jesus freaking Christ. Kylie, if I had to give you objective advice, and I haven't told you this yet, but it just came to my head because he doesn't want like a relationship right now. You should literally just go, not ghost mode, but like be really busy for a full week. You know? Okay. So, okay. So, no, no, no. Why do you say that? Because you're giving him girlfriend behavior slash girlfriend material and you're not his girlfriend. Okay. So what does withholding do? It makes him be like, damn, she's not like prioritizing me, but you don't have to prioritize him right now because you're not his girlfriend. Okay. That's fair. I'm not saying I'm right. Slash like that could be considered a game, but he is getting girlfriend behavior. He is, he is a hundred percent getting girlfriend behavior, but I'm getting boyfriend behavior from him. Well, that's true. But what I will say to that advice, which I knew you were going to say, and I knew what you were going to say about it (laughs) is that when you're kind of putting forth the, this behavior of playing these games and, okay, I need to pull back a little bit. Yeah. What kind of behavior is that encouraging? Like that's not going to encourage him to like be more, he's already giving me all this attention, all this affection, like me pulling back, he's going to then either be, have anxiety about me pulling back. I understand your theory is like, oh, maybe now he's like, oh, maybe I should make a commitment. But I feel like in practice, like if someone started pulling back from you, wouldn't you be like, what the fuck? Like now why would I commit to this person? I guess, but then you could be like, but we're acting like we're in a relationship, but it's not. And it's like mind fucking me. That's okay. So that is a fair point. It is very mind fucking. But at the same time, you don't necessarily want to commit a relationship right now either. So it's okay. Right. So I'm still trying to figure out what I want too, which right. is a whole another point. Like I really do like spending time with him and I really yeah. do like where things are going. And as he told me previously, he's like, I think things are on the right track. And I feel like things are too. Now on to you, Jennifer. What What's new with you? Oh boy. You know what, Kylie? I am so anxious this week. Horrific yeah. anxiety. I feel just like, you know, when you just feel so guilty and horrible and like, you just feel like you kind of want to die and cry and have like a knot in your stomach and like, you just yes. want to like go to sleep. Yes. So do you yeah. want to talk about it? That's how I feel. I'm, I mean, like, I'm not going to talk about why, of course. I hurt someone's feelings, and um, it's just, like, I feel bad because um, it's, like, super understandable why, obviously. And I think sometimes when I'm, like, dealing with things, I'm selfish, and I'm, I always say this, like, oh, it's my story, it's my story. And, like, it is, but if there's, like, multiple people involved, then it's theirs too and like I haven't felt this bad in a really long time and it's funny I was talking to one of my friends about it and she was like you know I get called out all the time for like stirring the pot or causing drama or whatnot and like you you as in me she's like have you ever like gotten called out for like stirring the pot or like has anybody ever like confronted you about upsetting them because like Kylie knows like I don't really ever have drama or like no and you weren't even intending to no no no, of course not of course not no 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 no. yeah she just was like you don't really have people mad at you often and so I think for you to realize that you like hurt somebody uh it's probably taking like a toll it's a good like lesson and all I can do is Kylie knows I kind of have to like work through things and be super emotional and then let it go Eventually. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think guilt is normal. 
yeah. That makes you, it means you have empathy. I also, you had no bad intentions. Obviously, sometimes things just happen and you, you apologized. You said your piece. They said their piece. Right. And that's all we can really do, right? Yeah, all I can do is just try to like be better going forward. I don't know if I ever talked about it, but I do have anxiety and like it's pretty bad right now just because of the pandemic and then also like Kylie moved and I've been living with Kylie for a couple years and some of my best friends are like not seeing friends yet because of coronavirus so that's pretty hard like I'm not seeing as many of my friends lately and then my job has been pretty stressful ever since coronavirus happened like I'm really busy at work and then I'm really busy with my paintings and then obviously just in general the past few months have been a little bit hard so I think my anxiety is super heightened right now anyways so when I have like one thing that rocks the boat I'm like oh no and then I like focus on it and kind of like I don't want to say like catastrophize it but like I think I blow it up a little bit too much in my head so I need to try to just calm down yeah I mean, that's easier said than done, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is. So uh, it'll be okay. I'm just going through like an anxious period, obviously, but like, it's also just, that's just life. Um, Well, maybe this can, maybe our, uh, our little podcast recording can help you take your mind off that and we can just chill. We're just hanging out. I probably will have to do some drawing, maybe have a therapy session, maybe take some Xanax. I'm kidding. Um, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. What are some coping mechanisms that you use? Running. Running. So cardio. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like any type of gym, but like I've just been doing a lot of like running lately. Usually outside helps. Going mm-hmm. on walks outside can really help. So it's called green therapy when you're outside. Um, if you walk through like parks and trees and stuff, for whatever reason, the color green is like very calming. And I actually told this to Kylie, like green is like one of the most like enticing colors or most like makes you feel the best when you see it. And then obviously like eating healthy, not drinking as much alcohol. Obviously like I have a therapist. I've had a therapist since I was like 14. I love her. Obviously I take anxiety medicine. So that helps. Um, some people meditate. I'm not really good at meditating because I can't really focus. So I like to draw. That's like my meditating. Um, yeah, that's a great way to meditate. Yeah, totally. So all of those are good coping mechanisms and they really do help like hundred percent. And just like at some point, this is what I've learned. Cause usually when I do feel guilty, it really doesn't go away. Like I like really have a hard time letting things go, but you just have to let it go eventually. Not yet. What other updates do I have oh should I talk about this yeah I kind of want to talk about it well anybody who listens to this podcast knows my dating life is just so sad I don't know what my problem is I cannot do dating apps like I will go on those things and literally just get so bored like it's so boring to me I hate looking at pictures of boys that I can't see in person I just don't like them usually I like guys in person who like look kind of weird so it's hard for me to like tell who's who I would find attractive over these dating apps other than like their height. So I like like weird looking people a lot of times. And then like the prompts, they all just like act so wholesome. That's fine. That's nice. But Kylie knows I don't really love like wholesomeness too much. I like like slight dicks, you know? Right. I like like confident guys that are nice to me and like don't really want to talk to anybody else. 
Right, they're kind of like a little aloof. The ones that sit in the corner and like their hot friend is trying to talk to you at the bar, but like their weird friend is sitting in the corner staring at you. I like the weird friend sitting in the corner that stares at you. That's my guy. <laughs> so it's hard for you to pick up on, yeah, yes. it's hard for you to pick up on personalities yes. through dating apps. You know what? Very hard. It is really hard. And this is the, this is the part that is the hardest is that you actually have to try to talk to people via text right. and, you and I hate to- texting Kylie knows so that's the thing that really sucks about first talking yes. to people on dating apps is that you have to have full-blown ass conversations uh-huh. via text and it's and I am not a texter I'm more of like a I would like to see you in per- even if I have a boyfriend it's like okay let's see each other in person like once or twice a week and then like I literally pretty much don't want to talk to you okay so that's the thing is like, really? so if there's any boys that listen to this podcast that don't like to talk but want to go to like starbucks once a week that would that's great they're probably they're probably are that's not a tall order and that are like not all that nice and this goes to a lot of people like a lot of people don't want to talk on dating apps they're, they write a lot of people off if they kind of have if someone responds with like one weird message. So when I first started talking to the hockey player, I sent him a really, I messaged him first, first of all on hinge. And I sent him a really dorky message and I sent it and I immediately was like, he's not going to respond to this. Yeah. going to think this is stupid. And he responded. So he kind of gave me a chance, even though my, my message was so stupid. (laughs) So that's the thing is that you just can't write people off right away and you kind of have to right. have a chance, have a little bit of conversation, then, okay, maybe I kind of like their personality a yeah. little. Like you can't quite tell over text if you're going to have that chemistry. Then you meet up in person if those people, if they at least meet that threshold. That's right. my process for who I choose to go on dates with. And I've gone on a lot of dates, and but I, sure, I've talked to way more guys. Like I've talked to so many, but weeded them out. Right. That's so true. I just need to get better about talking. Like, like for, for example, let's just look at this right now. I have, this is not a joke, 191 unread text messages. That gives me okay. so much anxiety. Dude, you're <gasps> ridiculous. I know. I know. So you just got to spend like an hour and go through all of those and then clear them out. This is great really- for dating during a pandemic. <laughs> right. First, you have to give people a chance and you have to put in the effort, right. which is the hardest part. Yeah. But then once you start talking to people, you'll kind of start prioritizing like, oh, like they texted me. Let me text them back. Like you'll text them totally. back. I did have that one guy that I was like really interested in from um, our school, yeah, but I haven't heard from him. So in we'll see. Uh, I don't know, like a few days or so. Okay, maybe you should text him. Eh. See? Eh. That's not, that's not. (laughs) Well, okay, here's what I was going to say about this, though. Here's the thing. Since I'm moving, I really don't know how much I want to try at the moment. Because Kylie knows this. If I find somebody I like, if I like someone. You're not going to want to move. I literally pretty much hate everybody. I literally hate men. I hate all of them. I hate all boys. But if I like one, it is pretty much like. I am picturing our children. I want to get married. Like, I am so not chill. So not chill. My dad used to tell me that I was the least chill person he knew other than himself. And he was like, I used to tell you to be, like, chill when you're, like, dating guys. But, like, you are not chill. I'm like, I'm not chill. No. And actually, it's funny because I made these TikToks about, like, setting standards with guys. And everybody's like, why would you play games? Or, like, 
why would you like make them like play hard to get? Why would you do this? I'm like, this is not hard to get. This is literally how I am. If I like somebody, I'm like you better step the fuck up because we're going to get married and like you better be a good husband. So like we're setting the standard now. It's not like a game. I am not chill whatsoever, which is not great. But well, see, but here's what playing a game would be, would be you pretending to be chill. Exactly. That's what I've said before. Like, I cannot pretend to be chill. If I like you, you will know. I will talk to you. I will specifically tell you I like you. And then I will specifically yeah. tell you what I want from you. So you you don't play games. You're just a very straightforward communicator. And that Super straightforward people. Right. Yes, exactly. And, like, I expect you to put in effort, obviously. And, like, if I like you that means I picture some type of potential future with you, which I also tell people, which is like crazy, but whatever. So yeah, no, I'm like not chill. So since I want to move, I'm hesitant to actually try to like seriously meet boys because if I meet one I really like here, I will be, it's not that I wouldn't move, but there would be complications. Right. And let's circle back to your point about kind of all the things you have going on in your life right now. And if you're planning to move on top of it, not only does it not really make sense to try to create some kind of tie to Chicago, but then it also is just going to add to things that you're going to have to do. It's going to add to your anxiety. Totally. I'm not necessarily in the state. Like Kylie knows this. I'm not necessarily in the state. However, however, Kylie knows I have no interest in going on reality TV shows. (laughs) Okay. Anybody who, people from high school are like, oh my God, like you should go on reality TV. Like you'd be so good, blah, blah, blah. Or like people that I just talked to, they're like, you should go on a reality show, blah, blah, blah. Or like some people, since I post on social media a lot, like Instagram, now it's TikTok, whatever. They're like, oh, you want to be famous. I'm like, I don't though. Because if you knew me, you would know I've literally turned down what three reality shows in the past year. Yeah. It's to the point where I must be on some list. It is to the point where when I get calls that I don't know, and if it's from LA specifically, I'll be like, oh no, uh-oh, what reality show is this? I literally am on every single fucking reality show list possible, okay? I have been asked to be on certain shows. I've turned them down. I've had like little phone interviews here and there, video. I'm like, guys, I don't want to be on this show. Um, I don't know why they want me on these shows, probably because I'm kind of entertaining and I have a bunch of like life trauma and stuff. I always don't want to be on the shows. In fact, I will refer my friends sometimes for the shows instead. But that being said, there is one show that I have gone through the process for and they did really like me. And I did contact them again because I was like, you know what, guys, last time it was not going to work out. I was not about to pretend to be into Pilot Pete. <laughs> However, <laughs> Matt Jones, Kylie, think about it. Oh so my God, hot. he's so hot. He's so hot. He's from New York. I would love to move to New York, okay? Uh, Tyler Cameron is his best friend. And if they have the same values and shit, like this is the person I would want to date, okay? Like I would go after this guy. I've said it before, like I go after people I want. I would go after him. So I texted my producer friends and I was like, Hey guys, I know that like we didn't work it out last year, but maybe this year we could talk about it because I'm really interested, or Matt James, Matt James, not Matt Jones. I keep calling him Matt Jones, Matt James, Matt James. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. I would consider going on reality. I think this could be good. It could be good. Yeah. So I am going to finish up my little 
I have to do something for them tomorrow um, and see how it goes. Yeah, they're going to watch my TikToks and be like, uh, can you take all your TikToks making fun of the Bachelor people down, please? <laughs> hey, you know what? They did their job. You can take it down now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, so those are my updates. Um, basically, I'm just like an anxious mess and I might finally finally go on reality tv which apparently is my calling according to the hollywood producers of the world i'm so, so excited for you we'll see okay so should we get into our topic this week kylie i am so excited yeah this is like kylie's like big moment to shine this is her time to shine what what are you talking about you're equally qualified in speaking on this topic yeah but you like are actively living it right now you're not like you know like crying yourself to sleep like having That's 200 fair. unread messages and such so this is more your time to shine yeah well I can't wait till the hockey player breaks my heart then I can uh then I can cry about it and re-listen to this episode <laughs> the topic this week is on dating m- men with some kind of status right high powered men yes and Ooh, do I have some notes on this. So I don't know if anyone listens to the Call Her Daddy podcast, but they did kind of touch on our, this topic a little they bit. They did? I was like, what? They copied us. Obviously, they're huge fans of Real or Fake. So Right. They're like big fans. I just know it. The most <laughs> loyal of fans. Is the most loyal of fans. <laughs> yeah. But basically, kind of what they were saying is they were talking about dating in LA and oh boy, I've only been here a month, but let me tell you, I've got some notes about dating in LA. So something that they did say that we do agree with for the most part, right, is that in LA, in New York, there are lots of beautiful women. Yeah. Lots of models in New York and LA, lots of actresses in LA specifically, other people with some kind of status, i.e. Instagram models, things like that. Lots of very beautiful women in LA. So men that live here for a long time are numb to it. This is right. all just on the Call Her Daddy podcast. Yes. They said, and this is what they said. The way to sell, set yourself apart is by being dynamite in bed because a lot of beautiful girls are very right. starfish, lazy, dead fish in bed. And this is the Call Her Daddy brand speaking. This is the Call Her Daddy so brand I'm not speaking. surprised that they gave this type of advice. Right. And you know what? That's not, that's not our brand, right? Like that's not the kind of advice we would give. And no. this is also not the kind of advice that I would give if you are trying to be in a relationship. Totally. It's so it. different. It's so different. Yeah. If you just want to kind of be a one night main chick, guy, but if you want to actually date someone seriously, be in a serious relationship, mm-hmm. come to real or fake. Cause we got you. Right. Here are some things I wanted to point on. Okay. Number one, the biggest piece of advice to give when you meet them and when you interact with them, be the most, quote, elevated version of yourself. So that kind of means just being your best. This means dressing your best and shaving your legs, looking nice, smelling nice, and also mentally being sharp, being with it, paying attention to what they say asking them questions, being very engaged with what they're saying, and then hopefully you find them engaging as well, right? A lot of these men, they don't have a lot of time, right? So if they're making time to see you, you better be engaging, you better be with it. Also, like, can we say, like, why it's, it's important to, like, keep these types of people engaged? What are you thinking of specifically? Well, like, these types of people, like, if they are successful and smart, they probably have, like, a higher 
I don't want to say threshold. I don't think that's the right word, but like they need like higher engagement. So they have probably higher standards for sure. Right. Higher standards. And like, if they're highly intelligent, then like, that's what you're talking about. Like you have to like ask good questions. You have to like keep them engaged. Like you have to be like informed. Like you can't just sit there and not know what's going on in the world with somebody who's like very smart and successful and well-informed. Like you have to be all of those things too, but it should be like decently authentic because like, that is another, it's gotta be authentic. It's be genuine. Right. So it's, it's not just about, okay, I read two articles on Bitcoin. Now I'm just going to like talk to him about. No. And I think like asking questions is an even better thing. Like I used to date somebody in finance who is like, he will be very, I mean, he already is very successful, but like he knows a lot about finance. It's not just like your entry level finance bro. And I would sit there and like ask him question after question after question after question. But like, I'm already pretty well versed in finance too. So I would know the right questions to ask, but it's better to like ask a bunch of questions and like be genuinely intrigued and, and inquisitive than pretending like you know something that they know 10 times more about potentially. Definitely. So, I mean, yeah. So ask them questions about kind of things that they're interested in. And then, like you said, you knew a lot about finance too. So you knew what kind of questions to ask and you knew kind of how to have a conversation. Right. But I'm also very interested in finance. So like this was, um, again, this was like genuine, you know? So like if their thing, yeah, if their thing isn't your jam, that's fine. But if you like someone, just try to like be open to their interests as well. This is, yeah, this is good advice in general. If you're going out on a date with a high powered man and all he wants to talk about is French pastries and you hate French pastries, you don't have anything in common. Then like, why would you even keep dating him? Why would you? Yeah, exactly. Totally. So yes, yes, it has to be genuine interest, but you need, but you can't just turn your brain off, right? Like you got to be on it. You got to be with it and you got to keep them with it and on their toes because they want you to be their equal intellectually. You know what I mean? Also on the point of being an equal, do not expect them to pay for things. They probably will offer. And if they offer, that's fine, but don't ever go into something and like not try to help pay, not try to at least offer because that comes off as distasteful. Like you're using them for their money. See, I don't agree. What do you mean? I do not offer to pay for things pretty much ever. Okay. But that's not because it's like the man is wealthy. That's just your rule. That's just my rule in general. And anybody who knows me knows I'm very, first of all, I'm very casual. So I actually don't even like going to really nice places a lot of times. This was actually a problem with my ex-boyfriend. Like I'm a little bit in a different boat but like if he wanted to go out to dinner i'd be like can we please for the love of god just go to like this casual sushi place or like taco place by me like and not freaking like chicago cut or something and then he'd always want to go to like chicago cut or like rpm steak all of those types of places and like he was well aware that i did not want to go or that like it wasn't my first choice that's a yeah. little different okay because like so it is a little bit different place and like he was like we're going here yes but I think like even just the gesture. So for example, the hockey player took me to a restaurant, right? The other week when he then proceeded to tell me basically that he's still talking to other women. Yeah. But this is not the point of the story. The point of the story is when the bill came, I kind of like half jokingly, I was like, Oh, like, do you want to go Dutch? And I could pay for my portion of the bill, but he, then he got really serious and he looked me in the eye and he was like, whenever you and I go out, you are never paying for food. That's so nice. So right. Hot. So if you offer, 
if you offer. It's just don't assume. Don't assume yes. anything. Just because there's a wealth disparity, don't assume that they're going to pay for everything. Yes, I agree with that. I agree. And then, oh, so we kind of talked about this too, the being genuine thing, kind of being like a little bit goofy and letting your real personality shine through. Because a lot of people, I feel like if they're in meeting this guy that's in this position of power, they feel like they need to be a buttoned up version of themselves. Uh-huh. These men like it when you're kind of goofy and you're genuine and you're uh-huh. not afraid to show your true colors. Don't fake it, obviously. Right. But just be yourself. This is what you always talk about about me, Jen, being always. Like weird. Yep. You know always. I mean? I'm not totally afraid to agree. let my personality shine. And right. then they also get to know the real you. And so if they don't like that, then I'm why would I want to date them? Don't want to date right? them. Exactly. Totally. But they can find that very alluring because a lot of women might try to hide any kind of goofy or weird parts of themselves. Yes. I actually, and I've told this to Kylie before too, so there's like one person that I've talked to. He's like pretty famous. And we like talk sometimes. I'm like, Kylie, I am like pretty weird to him. Like I will send him just like pictures. He's older. So like I will send him pictures of like, oh, look at my balcony. Like look at this. Like, and that's kind of weird thing to do but I'm like I just like send him these weird pictures of like what I'm doing sometimes because he's probably kind of like what the fuck uh and it's like a little bit different but also this is my personality I just like don't really care if he thinks I'm like kind of weird for like doing that but I always just kind of I'm not really afraid of those types of people because unfortunately everyone acts a little bit excited around them or nervous around them whatever so if you just act like super casual and like not scared and like comfortable I think comfortable is the word I'm looking for like if you act like comfortable I think it's like intriguing to them you know so one of the hockey players friends is like a singer songwriter person Mm -hmm. and when I was hanging out with him this weekend I met he was hanging out with some girl I met this girl and after like she seemed very sweet very nice and after they had left, I found out that he had just messaged her this day. Like, they just met up. And- oh, no way. Yeah. So they just met for the first time. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't find out until later that she actually was a huge fan of his. And no way. she ended up telling him. So this is no another thing, too. Yeah. Way. She told him that she was a huge fan. Uh-oh. Okay. So here's the thing. Like, we, we fully endorse honesty, right? Yes. But he was a little bit disappointed because he wanted someone that kind of likes him for him and isn't kind of just a fight about, yeah, because they like his stuff and they are a fan. Uh Yeah. So that was definitely a red flag for him, but I think he's still going to see her. Okay. But guys don't want to date fans. They want to date someone who's going to be their equal and respects them, but isn't gawking over them. Based off of my personal experience, like my ex-boyfriend who I've talked about that like is pretty successful. Um, he told me once that one of my friends was like, okay, like how do I date a guy that makes a lot of money? Like this guy that you date. Um, and this is the guy that I dated for like years. And I was like, I like, you can't care about that. Like you literally can't care about that. Like I don't care. And anybody who knows me knows like that I'm being dead serious. I don't actually care. And I also started dating in like in college before this. So I was like, you can't care. That's like the number one thing. And she's like, well, how do you pretend not to care? I'm like, I don't pretend not to care. Like I, I don't really care. 
Um, and I think that, that a lot of that comes from A, I also just have learned that throughout the years. Like my parents got divorced and it was really messy. And like, I just learned that like being happy and like being with somebody that makes you happy and comfortable and safe is like so much more important than like material things or having a big house or any type of money ever. So that's just like something that I genuinely believe. Two, one of my biggest priorities in life is probably like being financially stable on my own. So Kylie knows like I am pretty which people don't really know about me and I don't really talk about it but I am pretty like financially savvy I guess like I'm very good at saving my money I've been saving my money probably since I was like 14 or so and by that I mean like actually saving not just like putting it into a savings account like I like have done plenty of research on like best practices whatever blah 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 like I invest my money I also am very conscious of what's going on with my investments and I also have a bunch of different like types of accounts and things like that that like I have started opening on my own since like the day I started making money. So this is something I've been really passionate about since I was like younger and even though I'm really bad at numbers like numbers doesn't necessarily equal being good at finance. As long as you understand the system then you can work with it you know you don't have to be good at math that will benefit you in the future. So anyways, I've been really like into being financially stable for a long time. And here's the kicker. This is what I've always said. If I have that on my own, that that means I can pretty much date and be with any guy that I truly, really, really like. So it doesn't matter if he's like a physics teacher. It doesn't matter if he's like a grade school coach. Like I can be with like whatever guy I like the best, because if I know that I'm financially stable on my own and I don't need that aspect as much, then I can just be with like the best person for me. So that's my mindset. And also, but that translates well. That translates. Man then knows that you're yes. not with him because of his money. And they have a sixth sense for it. Like I will not talk about these things necessarily. They just know. And so it's funny because that's always my mindset. It's like, I don't care if he's a teacher. I don't care about this. I actually don't like flashiness or any of those things. Somehow every person I end up dating is like just really successful or either like has some type of high income or has like family like they end up being like these ridiculously like successful people and my friends who are out there seeking this are like what the fuck is the trick I'm like well the trick is to like be okay with also dating like a physics teacher or like a special ed teacher or like a social worker like that's that's the key is not caring I also think that it's not even on top of not caring you are very passionate about like your own financial independence yes so you're going to also attract people who are also interested in that so they're trying to be financially independent and successful in their own way and you are so that's something you have in common so then you attract that like that makes sense so I also think that that can attract those types of men that are successful too because you're not looking to them to like buy you a nice purse or buy you a nice car or a nice engagement ring you know and again they can sense that like if you are with them because you want to like go boating on the weekend or you want a purse like that's not gonna do it it's just not it's not healthy either it's not healthy for you either you never want the guy to have this thing hanging over your head absolutely not and you also and and even more explicitly than that not wanting those things but never never ask a guy for these things oh oh my god if they bring up something i mean i'm not gonna say no to certain yeah i will say no. i would probably say no i'd be like fuck no 
I was a I was a sugar mommy in my past relationship. Yeah, you were. You were. No, I've definitely never been a sugar mommy by any means. No. So, no. Anyway, <laughs> I do have one final tip, and then I also have a couple other things I uh, want to cover. But okay. the one final tip that actually the hockey player told me, specifically for dating in LA, but I think this is can apply to dating men in general or high status men as well. Being jaded is the most unattractive thing. I am so sorry. What does that mean? So specifically in dating in LA, it's kind of like dating in LA is terrible. Everybody sucks. You know, they're not here for anything serious. Like the kind of just the girls that roll their eyes. They're like, ugh, like men are trash. Oh, so is, is it like being negative? It's being negative. It's, it's just kind of being, there's no good people out there. Like, Oh, so like me when I say men are trash and things like that? Yeah, but the thing is, is you don't actually believe that you're never going to find someone. Like, you're just kind of going through something right now. Like, there are women out there who have dated for years and been shafted by a lot of guys. And so I understand where this comes from. Yeah. But then they literally, like, you don't genuinely believe that all men are trash and that you're never going to find anyone good, do you? No, especially because my guy friends, you know them, they're so lovely and wonderful like they're gems so like I don't believe all men are trash and then like my ex-boyfriend that I dated for a really long time was like a great boyfriend to me for you know majority of the time so I mean you're kind of saying this is a coping mechanism to like get (laughs) and like I I also indulge too when men are being trash to me but it's not like I fully believe I'm never gonna find a good person like I believe there are good people out there you know what I mean yes totally so it's yes. kind of like maybe I need this talk, Kylie. Maybe I need this talk because I definitely am in a negative rut right now. We're like, I hate men, which is fine, but don't let that become your personality. So, so true. I'm glad I'm telling you this because this yes. is what he told me is the most unattractive thing about dating is that meeting is so dated people. Interesting. So, so anyway. interesting. And then I do have a another kind of this isn't necessarily a tip but it's something that you have to be aware of i feel like something that's really common i see on kind of reddit threads are women saying oh my boyfriend follows all these instagram models and i don't like it it makes me really insecure the first line of advice the first response is always what do you care these women are never going to give him the time of day yeah well, guess what? If you are dating a man of high status and he's following yep. all the Instagram models, oh, they could no, be the they're sliding away. in. They're oh. sliding in. Oh, yeah, they're hundred percent. Uh huh. Yeah. So you do have a lot to worry yep. about. There yeah. You have heavy competition, unfortunately. So much competition. The hockey player was telling me about how he had to friend zone <laughs> this woman who was a Miss Universe contestant. Okay. What the fuck? What? friend zone kylie i don't even believe this this must be one of those things that kristen doesn't believe (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even tell her about this (laughs) she's me like kylie no he's been on dates with like instagram models he's on raya right yeah he or and normal models like regular models so yeah mm, that's the thing you have to have you have to be aware that there are a lot of other women out there either trying to get his attention and I cannot let that bother me. You have to kind of accept that they've probably been with a lot of women. They can get with a lot of women. Women are throwing themselves at him. And you have to be confident enough in yourself and not let that bleed into the relationship that you guys are developing. Well, that's true. Because if you start to act gel- like 
Unless he's a that's shady really piece of shit. That's different. If he gives you reason to not trust him, that's different. I'm saying, like, right. if he gives you every reason to trust him, then you also kind of need to be confident. But they also need to be honest, and you need to be honest. Like, if you're mm-hmm. – okay, I'm not going to lie to you. If you are dating a professional athlete, a musician, or a traveling musician, the stats on how much these men are not monogamous is extraordinarily high. I actually know a lot of um, professional athletes or people who work with professional athletes, and um, but I do know professional athletes or people who work in the industry for pretty much every single industry, and I have asked this question before, and these are the answers I've gotten, and who knows if they're legit or not, but this is the answer I've gotten. MBA, 50%. I think that's low. That seems to be a lie to me. He's saying 50%. And he actually told me that, and I'm not going to say who it is, but you can probably guess who it is, um, like one of the highest status ones at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh-huh. Anyone could guess who this is. I heard he's a great guy, a great husband. So I've heard that LeBron James is an absolute gem of a husband. MLB. I have another friend. Um, he told me that many are shady, but also many are not shady, which is interesting. He said about 50% which still I feel like is lowballing it. Like, I don't know. 50% seems a little low to me. I kind of agree. You know, like they're traveling like every freaking day. I kind of agree. Yeah, 50% seems real low. Let's go to NFL now. NFL actually, I have heard, is the best. Really? Yeah. They travel the least. They have the shortest season. They have very strict rules. And many of them are really religious, which doesn't necessarily mean that they're not cheaters. Like, you can be religious and be a cheater. But I will say that I do think that, like, if you are either, like, super religious and actively trying to follow the laws of God, which includes not cheating, or you believe you might be punished for doing so by God or, you know, I do think that if you are super religious, there is, like, a sense of, like, And not always, but you are actively trying to live by the laws of God, which can include being, like, the best version of yourself. When I told him that, like, I was a little skeptical of these people, like, he was like, no, like, it's it's not as common as people think, especially in the NFL. Okay. Okay, so that's what I've heard. And again, this is just from my own personal experience. Now, hockey... This is where I know most people. I've heard <laughs> that it's 75%. I believe so. that. And I believe that musicians are oh. even higher. I oh, believe it, my God. I believe it's like 90%. To do, oh, absolutely. All they have to do is have their manager go around at their show and pick out hot girls for them. Like, they're not even the girls in their DMs. This is straight up like, oh, there's a bajillion people at my show specifically here for me tonight. Like, let me go find them, you know? Yeah. Like, or you go find them, manager. Um, like, we know a couple of girls that it's happened to where, like, they get pulled by the manager or, like, to come backstage and hang out with them. But really, it's just, like, go hook up with him. And, of course, they're all in relationships or, like, married. Um, there's a country duo that sings a lot about being so in love with their wives. Nope. They are shady McShadesters. Okay. Oh my God. Not yeah. surprised. No, I've heard country singers are pretty uh dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shady. That's fun. Um, and those, yeah. that's the religious people. Yeah, oh, those God. are the religious people. Yeah. Um, but think about it. Like I think that out of anybody, like singers are probably the most self-centered, narcissistic 
because it's all about them. Like they are putting on a show, they're putting out a performance, they have fans, their fans are obsessed with them. If you're an actor, it's like you're working for a producer, you're acting in a role, you're acting for somebody else. There's a whole team of people that are like contributing to your project. Like, yes, you can be the star of the show sometimes, but as a singer, the entire stage is yours. The entire audience is there for you. They're wearing shirts with your names on it. They're listening to your music all day, singing your, their, like, your lyrics. Like, people are obsessed with singers and, like, musicians. So, here's the thing. If you want to date a man of, man of status, probably would advise against professional athletes and professional musicians. <laughs> Those, which are the ones that I feel like a lot of girls go for, too. They end up going for, like, a lot of girls are really attracted to country singers. Me. (laughs) I'm like, single country singers in Google. Search. (laughs) Yeah, you will, I mean. They're so cute. They're so cute. Their songs are so sweet. Yeah, they're cute and they're sweet until they're cheating on you after you're married. I I know, I know. Look, there are gonna be there are gonna be some gems out there, of and course. I really think that we have given really solid, tangible advice as far as how to act and and things you can do to make you like a high value person that attracts then high value people. Right. I do have a quick point I want to make for dating women of status okay. for all of you men out there who want to date a high value woman. So this is what the hockey player told me because he has dated women of status. Yeah. He said that, and this Jennifer, you can confirm this. I think you can validate this. Okay. Women of status is a much smaller group and a lot of them in LA specifically are in the entertainment industry. I mean, in New York, they might be connected through like old money society or things like that. Yeah. They all know each other. Oh, so true. So true. Jen, you know so many people in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. It's not even famous people or anything like that. It's just, no. you just know so many people. Yeah. Think about what these women know. They oh all Oh my God. Know Can each you other. imagine? I feel like every time I go anywhere, I'm like, I know that person. I know that person. I know that person. I'm related to that yeah. person, whatever. So um, imagine being a celebrity. Holy shit. Yeah. And your, your circle is so small. So small. So the thing is, if you date, you date a woman and then yeah. you meet another woman, you have to be very careful that they're not friends. So true. A lot of them will be friends. So true. And girls are very territorial. Guys like are a little bit more lax with this. Like, I feel like I've heard of so many girls being like, oh, I hooked up with both of them and their roommates. And the guys just think it's funny. You, <laughs> girls would be like, no. Mm-mm. If a girl looks at a guy first and claims him, it's like, God damn it. It's hers now. <laughs> yeah. there's a, So that is an extra wrench in the equation if you are dating within a certain circle of right. women, which is kind of interesting. But he was saying, yeah, there are a lot of kind of like high status men in different industries. And so they all don't know each other. Right. Even within the same industry, they don't necessarily all know each other on a personal level. So yeah typically fine yeah but anyway I also can I say one more thing for like like of course dating and I know that if you listen to the caller daddy podcast they've talked about this too I really think the best thing you can do is have a lot going on for yourself too and like I've said my job I really like my job but I don't necessarily make a bunch of money for it or with it however I do like my job I am like pretty passionate about what I do I'm pretty good at it for the most part 
Um, and then I have like my art side business. We have our podcast, like have specific interests like skiing and things like that. The more you have going on for yourself and the more that like you can teach them or the more that like you can have them share in your interests too, I think like the more interesting you are because you can't just be like someone's arm candy or like wing woman or accessory. Like that's like my biggest fear i never want to be a guy's like accessory i want to be in like a mutually respectful committed relationship with somebody and like i need them to see my value too and i need them to like share in some of my interests and be interested in my art and be interested in my job all of those things and like you have to have some stuff going for you like you can't just only want to be with a guy and have that be your life like you have to have other things going on you have to be interesting on your own and at the end of the day you have to be okay without them and they have to know that and again they have a sixth sense for it and when we say you have to have something going for you you can't just be attractive nope that's not gonna cut it not that is not gonna cut it nope they don't even notice beautiful women they're just like yeah you're beautiful beautiful is the baseline okay what else do you got even with like my art stuff, like when guys aren't really that interested in it, I'm like, do you fucking see what I do? Can you do this? No. So like, you better be interested in it. Look at I my drawings. I to f right off if he was not interested in your art, Jennifer. Right. I, I will use it. I will show people because <laughs> I'm dating Thank your you. art, and I'm Thank like, you. isn't this great? And they're like, eh, if they're none of them have been like, eh. right, right. They're very impressed. Right, but like, and honestly, a lot of the stuff I sell isn't even like what I'm best at, but for example like my watercolors and things like that like I can sit here and say like I know I'm really fucking good yeah and even if it's not making me a bunch of money by any means like I'm really really skilled and like talented at my art stuff and if they don't care or they don't like that literally be like why they better be interested in you as a person too they have to be yeah and you know what okay so it depends on the guy be yourself have other things going for you at the end of the day you don't need them and that's probably the best way to get them is to not eat them. Okay. Did you want to get into the advice that you gave this week? Oh, yeah. So this isn't a question, but one of my friends texted me and she was like, I need your advice. It's so funny. People are like, think I'm the queen of advice. I'm like, guys, I'm literally fucking around. I, I can't even go on Hinge. Okay. I'm not like the, the, the dating whisperer here, but apparently people think I am. Anyways, she texted me and she was like, I met this cute guy and he, he told my friend that he thought I was cute. So like my friend gave him my number and he texted me and he invited me on this like boat party and I couldn't go. And I told him I couldn't go. And I was hoping he would ask me on a date, but instead he asked me to go on the boat party in like two weeks instead. Cause he was having another one. And she was like excited to go, but she was a little disappointed because she wanted him to ask her on a real date and he didn't. And so she was like at this standard and like let him know that I want to actually go out with him and not just like party with him and so I told her I was like okay look this guy's cute you guys both think he's like each other are cute he literally told your friend that like he thinks you're cute he's also now asked you twice to hang out so I think it's perfectly fine to ask him to like get drinks with you and they had this little like inside joke going on about her like alter ego so it's like why don't you say you're like alter ego though requires like frequent alcohol consumption so like want to get drinks like want to get margs on tuesday and she was like oh my god like that's perfect so she said it to him and he was like yeah of course and then i was like great so you guys are going so now they're going on the real date which is exciting and i was like yeah and so from here on out like he can ask you on real dates like he knows that you expect that and that you want to actually spend like one-on-one time with him and that you expect to like be taken out so now he can ask you but since he expressed interest 
and also put forth effort to like inviting you to something like a i think it's fine to ask guys out regardless but i think it's definitely fine to do it in that case see what your friend didn't realize and that you pointed out to her was that he so yeah he asked for her number so he's clearly interested but he didn't really know how interested she was and so true clearly communicated it you know what i mean yup totally so now it's you just kind of have to speak up and if he was not down for that then she would also know okay he's not down for that not down to take me out i think a lot of people are afraid of rejection, especially women, because they don't get rejected a lot. Men get rejected yeah. a lot more, so they're kind of... That's so true. Yeah, that's so true. I think the advice you gave your friend was 10 out of 10, great, and it's obviously thank worked you. out for her, so... Thank you, thank you. Very yeah. happy for her. Hope yes, me too. Wait, did you get somebody DMing you a question? I did. I did get okay. a DM. So when a guy asks, how are you, on a dating Dear app... Lord. How do you respond? Uh, this is not for me, because I wouldn't respond. So, okay, so here's the thing. Okay, let's say you really like this guy, right? Like, you're like, oh, this guy was so cute. He, like, stood out from your hinge, regular people, okay? And he says, how are you? So, I feel like this is basically a nothing, this is, like, a nothing answer. You gotta make a joke. You gotta, like, kind of not, do not respond with, like, what you're actually doing. Good, how are you? Right. Ugh, worst response. His message was bad. Okay, but you don't have to make it worse, right? I guess. If you actually want to engage in a conversation with this guy. Right. <laughs> like, say, make a joke, say something funny, say something ridiculous. Like, oh, I'm I'm going to a nightclub this weekend because that's actually ridiculous. <laughs> You're not actually going. Actually, wait, that's so true. But boys are so stupid. They'd probably be like, really? Where? You know what? Kind of like light. I think that, Jen, you're really good at this. Kind of like a light teasing banter. Light sarcasm. Light sarcasm. Yeah, not... I'm usually just mean, but I think they take it as sarcasm. I'm like, great. Let's go with that. (laughs) I think we should definitely do an episode on dating apps, and Jen is going to hate it because she hates dating apps. But I do think that it is very important. I have some very strong opinions on dating apps. A lot of people will give up very easily. For example, hey, how are you message, not respond. But... I think that you really, it's really hard to build that connection over text or over right. you know, hinge message or whatever it is. So I think that it's super important. What I'm trying to say is save this conversation, right? My, okay, my yeah, my advice is usually try to like crack a joke or like maybe bring up something personal from their profile or you ask a specific question, kind of like yeah. egg on the conversation. If you have to do that all the time, then maybe they're a dud and they suck, but like maybe yeah. a little awkward in the beginning and this yeah. is also a way to set you apart from other people then if you're interesting right? and you're asking them interesting questions. So that's kind of like my two cents on the whole thing. Um, I know Jen's making a face like you cringe. I'd probably say try again. <laughs> you could say something like that too. And it's kind of a little I think I'm kidding. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, some guys like I will like not that. answer how I am. They like that. And, oh, Jen, speaking of which, yeah. I bought the book, Why Men Love Bitches. I, it's, Yay. like, not here yet. It's coming. Oh, my gosh. I should you do have that, to buy too. It. Yeah, yeah, we should totally. do, like, a total book review on it. I'm so excited to read it. So excited. And I'm also reading Attached, which is all about the attachment styles. Yeah. So I don't know if people are super familiar with this. There's, like, three main attachment styles, secure, avoidant, and anxious. Yeah. 
And I think we could really do, I think we should have a little book club and you and I should read these books or discuss these books, or at least I'll read the attached one and I'll bring in some topics and you can give your opinions on them. Sweet. No, that sounds great. Um, well, Kylie, I think this was good. good. Good talk. Maybe I'll go on Hinge tonight and like actually look at people. How are many, you, are you going how to? How many matches do I, like how many men, oh my God let me open this up okay it's like in the 800s and i don't talk to any of them <laughs> Jen out here breaking 800 hearts right they're all just like dying for my response well best of luck to you on <laughs> thanks that. thank you so much and we'll talk soon sounds good talk soon okay bye i hope i was wrong i hope i was wrong write down everything i feel like well i don't really